your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, happy Monday. Monday. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608 75 7914. If you want to get in here, if you were in here this morning, Hayes isn't going to see your text until tomorrow morning. Just so you know, there's a couple unread ones I see. I don't read those in the moment. I feel like they're Mike's text, so I let him read them. That way, uh, he also can see that they're, they've gone unread, unless you text again, which is fine. Uh, a couple of headlines I saw today. Um, Minnesota State Fair to add metal detectors at gates. That's on our Wizen News website. It seems fine, right? Metal detectors at the gates of the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, there's also a story about a pigeon wearing a tiny sombrero discovered in Reno. Very short story. You can kind of guess what it's about. Governor Evers calls for legislative action to curb youth vaping. So we're fighting vaping again by our youth. The age is going to be 21 now, right, for, for, for buying vapes? Vape pens. A family member of mine vapes. I think it's super weird. And it's kind of, it's not only weird because it's a big weird looking like USB memory stick looking thing. It's also when they blow out the quote unquote smoke, sometimes, you know, it's like flavored. So... It's a weird, oh, thanks for blowing the that orange-smelling exhaust on me. That's weird. I uh, wanted to get into, I saw one of my friends posted today, uh, high-paying trade jobs sit empty while high school graduates line up for university. I thought that was kind of an interesting story. It's, it's This story is 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 a little older. It's based out of Washington State too. So, but a lot of times the stats, you know, that they're not going to change all that much from year to year. They're always like a year behind anyway. And the pay, I don't think, is going to going to matter either. But I just thought there was a there was it was funny to to read the story. And then I remembered a while ago I read another story de- dealing with university. In kind of the opposite fashion, so I kind of wanted to dive into, hey, are kids just being steered to go to college because that's what we're doing at schools now? Or do they want different kind of jobs? Because if you're getting steered to go to tech school, so to speak, or get trade jobs, or just get a job right out of high school where they train you, uh, the the type of job you're going to get might be a little bit different than you know somebody that goes to a four year college and then sits in a chair an hour a day and talks on the radio. Uh, the money might be different too, but the uh, ability to uh, not have to do work in a physical fashion is a little different. Um, so are our kids being steered that way out of high school? Perhaps. Go to college so you don't have to quote-unquote work, right? That's kind of what I remember when I was in high school. And uh, my dad worked in a mill. He was a a millwright, worked on machines. I I got to witness that when in college I worked in the mill in the summers 
And it was always, this is why you go to college, so you don't have to work in this mill for the rest of your life. And there's there's goods and bads to 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 those type of jobs. I, I kind of enjoyed that experience. I don't know if I would have been able to do it forever. Uh, I have friends that, that are doing it and, and, and have been doing it right out of high school. I think even one of my friends who's been doing it, I think he went to college for two years at Ripon, played football for a couple of years, and, and then he just got you know essentially a factory job, and, and he's been doing it ever since, and he's just fine. And just powers through, you know, the maybe the monotony of, of a job like that versus a uniqueness of, of a different job you get with a college degree. I don't know. All right. So 608-785-7914. We could dive into that. And, and the wormhole goes so many different ways, too, because you could start talking about student loan debt in terms of going to college. And, and then, you know, that even brings you back to uh, 2020 presidential election and and the whole canceling of student loan debt by a couple of Democratic presidential nominees. Uh, different ways to do that. And if we get there, we get there. But uh, yeah, there was also another story that it's it's awkward to talk about, but it definitely happened on Saturday. Uh, okay, not this story. And Brad Williams didn't write that. I got to change that on the website. Uh just about the Diocese of Lacrosse naming 25 past priests accused of sexual child abuse. So there's that. And that fell to us on the news on Saturday, which is always kind of interesting. Another story fell to the news on Friday night. It's kind of kind of weird how that happens, right? It feels like a news dump a little bit, especially when it comes on a Saturday. But uh, that's the story that Brad got. It's on wisdomnews.com if you... Scroll down a little bit. Uh, actually, it might be featured right on the website. But anyway, we can we can get into that too a little bit, although a little uncomfortable to talk about um, child sex abuse. Super fun. Anyway, 608-785-7914. We're going to hit news. We'll be back in a minute on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. You feel like your kids in school are being steered to go to college versus maybe tech college or trade school, if you want to call it that. I feel like that's how, I don't know if I was steered that way. I don't think it was steered that way, but it's kind of hard to remember teachers back then. The idea though, that the general idea was go to college. So you don't have to quote unquote do work for the rest of your life. Uh, Not in any capacity, but the story, uh, gonna find it here i got so many tabs open it was an npr story so it just it talks about it, it, it use the example of a guy named garrett morgan in in seattle uh and it describes it describes them uh dressed in work boots hard hats and car hearts clipped to safety harnesses with heavy wrenches hanging from their belts they're being timed as they wrestle 600 pound i-beams into place uh, Morgan gets benefits, including a pension, from employers at a job site where he is training, and he is earning twenty-eight dollars and thirty-six cents an hour, more than fifty thousand a year, which is almost certainly to increase. Uh, so that's that's kind of the setup, and you know, I think some people hear twenty-eight dollars and thirty-six cents an hour and 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 jump at that, 
other people might hear this is this is kind of I I hear it as uh, dressed in work boots, hard hat, car hearts, clipped to safety safety harnesses with heavy wrenches on their belts, being timed to wrestle six hundred pound I beams into place. You gotta pay me more than twenty eight dollars to do that. Uh, we're gonna go to the phones. Uh, Darren's on. Go ahead, Darren. Yeah, I don't know about other districts, but I can tell you that the uh, school district of Alaska um, has a uh, tech education uh, program, and uh, all the teachers uh, were toured of uh, uh, Wisconsin Technical Institute. And uh, I know that you say you said Wisconsin school you mean, district. Uh, do you mean Western huh? Tech? Is that yeah? Okay. Yeah. And there was a big, uh, you know, um, initiative uh, to make sure that it doesn't matter, uh, at least in the school district on Alaska, if a kid's going to go to a two-year tech school or a four-year college, uh, just give them, uh, you know, what they need so when they walk across the stage, they're ready to, to go any direction that they want to go, military, uh, you know, college, university, or tech school. Um, and so, for sure, in the school district on Alaska, I know that there's an initiative uh, no matter what uh, the kid decides to do, they're, they're, uh, they got opportunities to do it. Was there an initiative, too, to, you know, among those choices also to just backpack around Europe for a year or not? <laughs> no, I think that uh, the whole idea is to, you know, give uh, kids opportunities. Um, you don't want to, you know, walk across the stage and only have one door open to you. Um, so when you walk across the stage, you've got two or three things that you can do. Then you know I think uh, the idea was that they were served well coming out of the school district there. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I think part of the problem too is kids at eighteen when they're graduating high school have no idea what they want to be, and opening these doors or at least showing them that these opportunities exist are great. But you know they might even even with a trades degree do that go, go to school for that for two years and then be like, wow, I don't want to do this any anymore. I've changed. <laughs> and I don't think that uh, you know our generation. Uh, you know, coming out uh, 20 years ago or so, um, we, we didn't think about gap years and things like that. Um, and maybe that might work for a kid. Um, I think there's always a little bit of apprehension um, when kids talk about gap years because, you know, are they actually doing that gap so that they can maybe put away some money and actually figure out what uh, their desires are? Or is that just going to be, um, you know, leading them to, you know, a you know, an hourly paycheck that might not, uh, you know, be in their best interest, uh, you know, for uh, their lifetime career and retirement and things like that. But um, I know for a fact that in the school that's not Alaska there, um, they do a, uh, a job where, you know, it's really focused towards every kid trying to get an education, walk across the stage, get diploma, get into college, get into trade school, get into tech, get into um, the military. Yeah, just something you're saying that just something when they graduate to keep to keep educating themselves, essentially, huh? Yep, um, because obviously, if you're trying to make it um, without a uh, you know some type of advanced degree, your earning potential uh, throughout the year, the years that you're uh, you know uh, employed, uh, really does go down. And so, yeah, you don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck if you don't have to. Sure. All right, Darren, thanks for the call, man. Yep. 608-785-7914. Darren says on Alaska's schools, making it a point to kind of show everybody that's that's about to graduate all the opportunities that they have afforded to them. 
whether that be college, trade school, military. Military might not even be the well. Military might be the worst idea right now, but uh, in in terms of of just getting you know essentially free training, right? Go to the military, get your school. I know I had a couple of friends when I graduated go through a program where trying to think of the order. If they went to they went to college, so all these friends went to college. I rip it off, <laughs> oddly enough. Went to college for four years and then to the military. And I even have one friend that's still in the military and um, all over the world, I think. And every once in a while, he throws a a tidbit at me that's pretty scary about uh, his dealings uh, overseas. And I'm like, wow, that's really kind of alarming. But some of those haven't come to fruition just yet. All right, so... Back to back to the story in in terms of this NPR story talking about trade trade jobs and and being high paying. There's also another story that deals with uh, a Wisconsin school and and what they're offering, which is completely the opposite and way more up my alley. But we're gonna go to the phones again. Caller, you're on the Crosstalk PM. Who's this? Hey, Rick. This is Joe. Hey, Joe. Go ahead. So I think like you know when you said they may do two years of technical school and get into a trade and decide they don't like it. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's a lot smaller investment than a four-year college and all the debt that comes with that. And now you have a trade you can always fall back on. So no matter what you might venture out into, whether it's taking on enormous debt for a degree you'll probably never use, uh, you'll always have that actual skill that you learn to fall back on. So, I, I almost think that kids should either do two years of military or do two years of uh, learning a specific trade so that they have, no matter what, a skill when they go out into the world or when they go out to college, I guess it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good point. Uh, the, the the investment you have to go to a tech school for two years and then maybe you get a job and a couple of years later you're like, okay, this isn't for me. A, you've got some. If you got a job, you got some money in your pocket because that job's likely in your field and and probably pretty decent paying. And and also then maybe maybe you okay now I want to go to college and I've got some money where I can where I can fight that that debt, which is always the looming problem that we're having right now. Yeah, I mean, instead of you know starting right out of high school and investing, you know, it could be something that's going to trail you around for the rest of your life, a degree that you may never use. Try learning a skill first, and, you know, that's kind of gives you something in your back pocket then. Yeah. All right, Joe, thanks for the comment. Yep. I know when, again, when I was in high school, it was, I was going to college. I actually wanted to play a, a number of different sports throughout my high school career and this kind of goes to what happens when you graduate so in high school i was like oh i'm gonna play football i'm good at football broke my leg playing football and then started to love basketball after that got to college played football for two days in the summer it was two day uh two day football camp and you know right before school starts did did well the first two day two a day practices and then just started to dislike football players and, and the, the whole mentality of it, the tough guy attitude. And I was just wasn't feeling it. The second day of practices, I was dropping the ball a little bit more. And just 
I, and I just remember glancing up at the basketball courts because you could see them from the football fields at Stevens Point. And I'm glancing up at the basketball. I'm like, God, the guys are playing basketball right now. Right now they're playing basketball. I could be up there playing basketball. So the, I quit the first half of two-day practices the next day. And the second half of two-day practices, I was playing basketball up at the gym. Played some pickup basketball. Then, yeah, so my, my whole idea of, of going to college stemmed from sports. And I had no idea what I wanted to be as a college student those first couple of years. At first, I was like, I'm going to be a gym teacher because that looks like fun. You're in the gym all day with teaching kids how to do gym, essentially. And my gym teacher friends will yell at me that it's physical education. I'm sorry. Uh, but then uh, the, the idea of being a phi ed teacher, there's a little more to it than that. You had to take uh, a whole bunch of uh, biology classes and skeletal. I can't even remember all the, the, the different classes that, that came with that. And I was just like, wow, I don't want to study all this. This doesn't seem like the, the job that my uh, my basketball coach was doing when we were in gym class uh, when I was in middle school and high school. Uh so yeah, and then then changed my majors to communications, which I later learned that is what all the athletes take when they're trying to get stay on the team, when they're trying to keep their GPA above 3.0 or above 2.0, whatever it is that the college football or basketball or whatever team requires of them to remain eligible. But got a journalism degree, advertising. I. I studied advertising and journalism and also a history minor because I started to fall in love with history and uh, still didn't really figure it out even after four and a half years of college. That was the other thing too is college never, it's never four years. It's always five or six depending on, you know, where you go and and what colleges you, you attend state schools. Usually I think, I think in the state of Wisconsin state schools, you can get out in four and a half years if you're like me and, and, and change your major once, a lot of times that happens a couple of times. I think private school, there's a little bit more onus on getting out, right? Because it costs a little bit more money. And if you decide to change your major halfway through private school, then you're really going to be in, in debt, right? Student loan debt. Um, but anyway, so we're going to hit news. Scott's comment the news here. We'll be back. I'm going to talk about the uh, the opposite of going to a trade school where you're not uh, doing what this Garrett Morgan in in Seattle was doing, where he's training to wrestle 600-pound I-beams into place with his harnesses on and his wrenches hanging from his belt and wearing a Carhartt. Oh, it sounds so awful. All right, we'll be back right here. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Packers playing Saturday. Yeah, they're not. I don't know what that was, Johnny. Johnny texted in something. I guess, did Drew just read something about the Packers? Maybe they're coming home Saturday. Maybe they're just staying out in San Fran for another week. Uh, I missed it. I'll have to I'll have to go and ask. Rug from Tremplo texted in. So we're, so we're talking, I'll set this up a little bit. We're talk, I'm talking about, I guess, going to college versus going to trade school and, and what that all entails and our kids being steered towards just going to college. It's kind of the... This, the old school way of thinking. I don't know if that's true anymore. I don't. Th- I, I just feel like if you're a teacher out there, you're telling telling your kids that you need to go to college, or you just are you telling them wh- what exactly are you telling them? You just need to to keep you you need to keep uh, going in education or go to the army. I, 
I don't know if the, I don't I don't know the, I would rather go to a trade school than go to the military. I think, although I bet you could get a pretty good education in, in certain things if you wanted to go to the military. But man, all those jumping jacks at five in the morning after that that horn sounds. I don't know. I can't do that. The bugle, right? The bugle. Do they still do the bugle in our in the army? Eric from Sparta, do you remember the bugle? Did you have to wake up to that? Hello? Yeah, did you did you have to wake up to the bugle in the morning, Eric? Yeah, yeah, now and then. It depends where I was, but anyway. There's nothing wrong with going into the military at all. Either all kinds of fields you go into when you talk to a recruiter. You don't have to go to you don't have to go fight a war. There's eleven jobs for every combat veteran in the army. You get jobs in office work, uh, signal work, uh, all kinds of stuff. But the point is, these people, they go there and get their education paid for. And also, one thing, these punks to go in there to get their ass kicked and teach them how to be respectful of people and respect the United States. Did you? How long were you in the, what, what branch of the military were you in, Eric? I was in the Army. You were in the Army? How long were you in the Army? I was in two years. 71 to 73, and 77 to six years in the National Guard. Okay, so that, did were you overseas then? I was. I was in Germany. You were in Germany? Okay. And, you yeah. know, when when you got done with the Army, did you feel like that? I mean, aside from just having to be in the Army, did you, did you get a lot of training in terms of going on, or did maybe they paid for your school after that? Did, did any of that? Yeah, I went, I went to WWTI, I GI Bill. Okay. And then uh, also, you get health care for life after that, right? Yeah. It's not the yeah, worst. Yeah, you can go to the VA, but that's like going to the first aid center. But uh, it depends where you are, what would you... Uh, I was not a combat veteran, so I didn't get uh, full boat uh, uh, coverage. But you still got yeah, your copays and stuff like that. It's not that bad, though. I mean, it's way, way better than uh, health insurance. Sure. All right, Eric, thanks for the call. Yep. All right, Eric, putting a plug in to join the military. Maybe not the worst thing in his eyes. Uh, I, I, I do. I have friends that, you know, different capacities of the military. I was, obviously, I was talking about my one friend that is all still in the, he's pretty high-ranking officer and, and always on, not on the road, so to speak, but always overseas doing something. I think he did a couple of tours and, Iraq and a uh, couple, all you know, over there essentially is is what you would call that. Um, yeah, the news was wrong. I'm, I'm getting that it was uh it was an old news. Figured that out. I'll have to see what was wrong there. I think uh, Central and on Alaska played already. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, uh, so, okay, so along with this this jobs tech school training and, and the idea that maybe schools are pushing kids to go to four-year school versus two-year school, and I think that idea is changing. Also, there's the, the greater idea that the kids don't know what the hell they're doing when they graduate high school. I didn't know. took me two years to go, oh, yeah, I'll do journalism. That's cool. And then I got a journalism degree, and I didn't know what I was going to do after that either. I... Wrote, I, I think I was pretty decent at, in the journalism classes. I was pretty decent at writing stories and, and picking up 
you know, what would be an interesting story. I remember, so back when I went to Point, we were just on the cusp of national championships in basketball, men's basketball. Actually, we won a national championship in women's basketball, though I didn't write about that. I should have. They're just the, uh, what I was into at that point. And I just totally overlooked that fact, but I remember writing a story on Jack Bennett, who was Dick Bennett's uh, brother. Jack Bennett was the men's basketball coach back then, and two of his sons were on the, on the team. One was a redshirt freshman, another one was a senior. And so I did a story on Jack Bennett coaching his kids on the Stevens Point basketball team. thought that was pretty interesting. I don't remember if the story was good at all, but I remember the idea of the story was pretty, pretty I mean, it's kind of an easy concept, but a freshman journalist that doesn't know anything about anything that's I, I felt like that was a pretty good story I also interviewed my grandpa who was a world war ii veteran i think he served the entire campaign in in europe the entire european campaign i wrote a story about him i've looked at it probably since college i have it saved somewhere it's almost embarrassing to look at to see how maybe how bad the story is written but I do remember two stories my grandpa told me about the European campaign. And, and one was that they, he was a tank commander. They were driving the tanks back. It was dusk. They had to get somewhere for some PR event. I remember he was just being mad about, yeah, we had to get some public relations event. And if we were late, we were going to get in trouble. So we were, you know, the tanks were full steam ahead or full full bore through these European towns. And he just, he was talking about how the turrets were taking out corners of buildings because they were trying to turn and, and, and then going too fast down the skinny European streets and, and taking out uh, taking out buildings just to try to get to this photo op, essentially. I was like, wow, that's really, uh, that's awful. <laughs> that's, and, and, but you don't want to get in trouble. And he told another story how they liberated, I don't remember which concentration camp, but they went and liberated, liberated a concentration camp. It was right outside of a small town. And you definitely, if you lived in that town, you definitely could smell that there was something going on at this camp just down the road or however you want to put it. And when they liberated it, they went to that town and he said that they made those people come help clean up essentially, which is just an awful thing to think about. Uh, but yeah, essentially those people should have maybe risen up knowing what was going on right down the road. The fact that people were in gas chambers and whatnot and, and probably should have did something about it. And obviously they didn't. So, yeah, that was, I mean, this kind of a weird thing to just talk about, but it's just like an awful thing to, to just think about. But yeah, so they made these townspeople go and, and help after they had liberated that camp, help clean up essentially. I don't know a better way to put that if that's insensitive. Sorry. Uh, all right, we're going to go back to the phones. Southside Tom, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I am the only blood son of an American World War II veteran. Mm-hmm. This for Eric. My bennies ran out when I was 27 because it guaranteed me a college education. Yeah, I've been on my own ever since. Yeah, what did you do, what did you do with that education? Where what? Where, I studied uh, television directorship. And printing the two further steps to photography beyond the camera is where are you going to put that piece of paper? Who are you going to give it to? Sure. 
All right. Thanks for the call, Tom. 608-785-7914 if you want to get in here. So a uh, couple of schools of thought going on at the same time here, but just in, t- in terms of talking about jobs and, and going and getting a trades degree and, and actually doing quote-unquote work, right? Like uh, something that my I would ex- I would explain that my dad and two brothers do. They, they're, my dad was a millwright. My brothers are mechanics. Uh, they're working on uh, trucks all day. Uh, dad was working on machinery all day. Actually, my dad helps my brothers at work now. So it's kind of a, sometimes that doesn't always work out <laughs> in, in terms of getting sick of each other. But uh, Rug texted in, those union steel workers make a bank. Uh, and I just, I texted him back, oh, but they got to do work. It's just the worst. And he said, I know, right? Uh, but Rug also said uh, he was a third-class petty officer, machine repairman that did two cruises in Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And uh, he wrote, writes, USS Nashville, LPD 13. So thanks for the text, Rug. Uh, 608-785-7914 if you guys want to get in here. And I think we're going to go back to the – Tom's back. Tom, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Um the most important thing they can teach the youth or about 14-, 15-year-old kid, how to read an inch, a foot, a yardstick. Okay. We're moving, uh, Tom, we're moving to millimeters and centimeters, man. Well, yards, a meter's thick, okay? How <laughs> many uh, centimeters in a foot? You know, you got to know that. No, Tom, you don't actually. You don't need to know you that anymore. You have a metric ruler, Rick. No, you don't need to know that anymore, you Tom. You have a because, metric ruler. But I just, I Google it, Tom, and the, Google will tell me how many centimeters are in a foot. I know that, but the thing is, Rick, we're talking about measurement, not figures. What do you mean? Teach them how to read an inch. There's a 30.48 centimeters in one foot, Tom. I got it. They don't, <laughs> kids are we have these little things on our hands now that tell us every bit of information ever conceived. And uh, I don't know, reading a ruler seems like something that's obsolete. And also, it's not that hard to read a ruler, right? But we don't want to do the uh, inch, quarter inch, eighth of an inch, 60. That's the worst. We're just going to go centimeters, millimeters now to the chagrin of my dad. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on Wisdom after this. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. Did get an email today. It's kind of like a mass email type deal. Press release a little bit, but not really. You get these sometimes, but it, it is just kind of, oh, okay. Rick, a new study shows that Wisconsin is number six for heaviest drinking state in America. Drinking is a big part of American culture. Nearly 60% of Americans say they are regular, they are regular drinks. <laughs> And the average American consumes 2.3 gallons of alcohol annually. Didn't edit that email. Nearly 60% of Americans say they are regular drinks. <laughs> Drinkers, maybe? Uh, all right, we're going to go back to the phones. Eric from Sparta, you're back. Yeah, I was wondering about this uh, Thomas saying stuff about meters and um, feet and inches and stuff like that. I want do any of these high school students know how to add and subtract in their head rather than punching a button on because that that if that's the case that is very dangerous and number two number two is uh 
your precious Ron Kine. Maybe he could, uh, you know, ask the federal government. Maybe we get a grant for a Green Island ice cream over. Maybe he could do something about that. Has he ever done anything for lacrosse? All right, thanks, Eric, for the call. My precious, that's our precious Ron Kine. He's our U.S. congressman in our area. He's all of our congressmen. Actually, he's not mine. Mine's Jim Hagedorn, very much the opposite of Ron Kine in terms of how he perceives uh, government, I guess, and constituents. Uh, Rug from Trump sent me the Wall of Honor, it looks like, his, his medals and, and whatnot, a flag. Maybe he, oh yeah, and a picture of him as a young boy in the Navy. Navy, right? Navy? I think you just told me. But, all right, thanks for that text, Rug. I'm reading, uh, Ryan texted in something about the women winning national titles in 87 or 2002. 2002, Stevens Point, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Ryan, I was, uh, at Stevens Point in 2001, I graduated, right at the turning mark of the semester, which was disappointing because in 2001, December's graduation at Stevens Point, it was indoors in a gym, and I don't remember any of it except that I got a diploma. And my friends, my roommates graduated in the spring that year, so, well, the next semester, and somebody released chickens on the stage during the graduation ceremony, which would have been a much better experience. I think it would have been worth the extra semester of college uh, to just experience chickens roaming the stage while a graduation ceremony happens. Um, we'll go back to the phones. I think Bob is calling in. Bob, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Rick. Yeah, um, I really haven't followed your show much today, but, um, uh, you know, all the wars we fought um, have always been to for freedom, deliberate. You know, we liberated like Europe from World War II from communism. Um, that's what that's what our, all our wars were about to to make sure that other countries are free and and um, to make sure our country's free. And uh, we know that you support Bernie Sanders and. Bernie Sanders is a communist. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for that. Thanks for following along with the show, too. Just call it. What happens there? Does he... Is he just sitting at home and he... I'm going to call and rail against something. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to the show, though. Pretend not to listen. All right, so get back to these, this trade school situation um, and, and talking about how... You can get, you can, it's not going to take a whole lot of education, a couple of years probably, or even on the job training where you're getting paid to learn how to do the job and you're going to make like 28, 30 bucks an hour right away. But you're also going to have to do work, right? So that's not the most fun. I think, I think that's where a lot of kids would see, yeah, you paid 30 bucks an hour. I could see I had kids in, I remember kids in high school that had jobs, you know, during high school. I played sports, so it was pretty hard to have a job. I had a weekend job washing cars or driving the car off the wash line. But um, in terms of, of, and in the summer had different jobs, but in terms of other kids in high school, they just had jobs, but they loved, you know, the idea that they had money for their cigarettes. And it always seemed like the, the kids that had jobs were, were also drinking and smoking. 
uh, because they weren't in sports. So, or they were in sports and then they proceeded to get kicked out of sports for drinking and smoking. But uh, on the on the flip side of being pushed to go to trade school over over going to college, I think a lot more kids would would be interested in more Wisconsin headline here from WPR. More Wisconsin universities to offer video varsity video gaming as a major. So, uh, it, I, you know, on, on top of it being you can get into this computing field. Uh, on top of that, it's also going to be a varsity sport. So. So much for playing basketball or football. Now I'm playing video games as a as a sport. I'm going to get a scholarship to go to a four year school in Wisconsin and and and, and play video games. Uh, more than 700 prospective Lakeland students from Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan's Upper Peninsula have identified esports as the collegiate sport in which they're most interested in. So you know, just <laughs> trade school, or I'm going to go to college and play video games. <laughs> which is what we did all the time. Uh, Competitive gaming is already popular in Wisconsin high schools. According to the Wisconsin High School Esports Association, more than 80 schools have expressed interest in competing in tournaments. Some high schoolers have even raised, uh, received scholarships to play esports in in college. According to, again, they call it NACE, NACE's website, its member schools have awarded $16 million in scholarships and aid for esports student athletes so that's where we're at 